Welcome to the House Call Fight Pit. This is Jake, and this is Ollie from the House Call Sports. We have a ton of stuff to review, so let's get started. We have a busy, we had a busy week just last week. We had two returns. We had Tommaso Ciampa returning on Raw on Miz's Open Challenge, which was surprising because Miz, knowing him in a stage of his career right now, doesn't have a lot of open challenges. But there's a report that Vince booked it last minute because Triple H originally wanted Tommaso Ciampa to return for Seth Rollins' World Heavyweight Championship Open Challenge. But instead, Vince changed it last minute saying, oh yeah, well, we don't want the returning Tommaso Ciampa to come back with, with a loss. So he wanted to just have him beat The Miz. It's better because it's more storybook. He was with The Miz before he got injured. So that makes sense anyway. So I think that was one of his better decisions that he's made. His only and rare decisions that he's made as a plate. Um, and Liv Morgan returned after the uh, unification match between Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, and Albafire and Isla Dawn. They had a match for the unification match for the NXT Tag Team Championships and the main roster's women's tag team championships. Raquel Rodriguez comes out and then Liv Morgan comes out in a surprising return and everybody's excited, which I feared kind of overshadowed the actual match itself, although it was a good match. But I think that overall that Liv Morgan it's kind of sad to say that I think Liv Morgan's return kind of overshadowed the entire match itself. Kind of epitomizes the entire uh, the entire uh, reign, I should say, of the NXT Tag Team Championships and, uh, more importantly, the main roster Tag Team Championships. So why don't you uh, give me your thoughts on that? Well, it, it, it was a move that kind of made sense and didn't at the same time for me, especially because taking the NXT championships, uh, the NXT Women's Tag Championships away from, from Alba Fire and Isla Dawn is sort of a good idea because they've been drafted to SmackDown and they still held an NXT championship. There's my cat in the background. Um, so having them on SmackDown holding an NXT championship just wasn't really like... It didn't work because, like, you know, if you want to sort of solidify the whole brand split idea, having one brand's uh, titles on another show is just completely the wrong way of going about it. But, no, you are right with the, the Liv Morgan return. That didn't actually, it didn't really feel as special, to be honest. I don't think a lot of returns now do unless they're, like, either big names before, like, before they came back and all, which obviously Liv Morgan was, but it's just, they never made to be as much of a spectacle as they once was. And the fact that that overshadowed the NXT and Women's Tag Team Championship matches, that's poor, because the, the Women's Tag Team Championships are something that WWE have been trying to push so hard recently. And I, I do agree with them going to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler because they need something now desperately to make them look as dominant as they used to be because before that they've they literally had nothing. They were practically jobbers at that point. So to, for them to go on to that, that was a good call. And to unify it probably as well was a good call. But I mean, with their opponents, I, I do feel that, that Alba Fire and Aladon should at least have a rematch. Whether that would have been a money in the bank or something, I don't know. But overall, it was a, a good decision on that. And going back to Champa returning, uh, that's you're right. It's very rare that we see Vince nowadays make a good decision, but that was very much one of them. And to be honest, I, di I don't, I didn't really care like either way it happened because we got his old theme song back. Oh my! I cannot express to you how excited I was for that because that that song and that whole like persona was the only thing that gave him anything back in NXT. Like and when he moved to the main roster, he just fell off like that. So to have that back and to have his old like image back did him like just a world of good. Yeah, I I agree with you. And and with and with Champa having his old gimmick back, <clears throat> especially with you have the fact that he was Mrs. Protege. Again, the booking decision was great. Uh, but I think the old Champa having him return and I'd say you know ease a little bit. The guy is a bit. Uh, injury prone, so to speak. That's kind of putting it lightly. 
So let's have him have a couple match matches. You know, have him ooze his way back into, you know, the uh, the, the the scene of maybe the mid card of the main event, and then start drifting him towards a push if he's if it's sustainable enough for him because you know the guy's getting up there in age. So him and Johnny Gargano, and I think uh, to this day they should have a main roster feud, Reun reunite their NXT past and. You know, or or you could just have DIY return. That's great. I was too. gonna say, I was waiting to say that. I was. Gonna, right. <laughs> that would be good. Either way that they can put this, it's 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 good because Tommaso Ciampa can work either way. He's very flexible yeah. towards his, you know, towards his motions as a heel or a face. So I can't wait to see what they have in store for Champa. I know they have a lot of stuff in their uh, basket right now, especially with. Uh, especially with the men's money in the bank ladder match, which is, which is what I was going to talk about next. Anyway, Ricochet, Shinsuke, Santos Escobar, Butch, LA Knight. And that's when you come in with the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damien, Damien Priest and, uh, Logan Paul at the last minute inserting himself as the seventh member of this ladder match. Like it doesn't make sense. Why would you have an uneven matchup with seven people? You know that was just fan service. Logan Paul is here for fan service. He's not here for the, the money in the bank cash-in. He's not going to do that. Like LA Knight, all he does is post videos for 14-year-old girls. <laughs> Carlito was scheduled to return for SmackDown a couple days ago, but the reason why he didn't is because... WWE reportedly has a hiring freeze after Vince's return to the company, and this has halted other rumored signings such as Nick Aldis, Brian Cage, Tama Tonga, and Jay White. So give me your thoughts on the Carlito situation. It's actually fantastic how somebody who carries the family name of the company, when you think WWE, you think Vince McMahon, and someone who poured so much of his life into this business and into this, this company, into the brand can do so much to fuck up the on-screen product. It's unreal. Like the, we saw before Vince left, he let so many people go. Reasons like budget cuts or some shit with a load of bollocks. <clears throat> and he, yeah, he, he, he's just trying so hard to sabotage the fucking on-screen product. I don't know whether that's because he genuinely has like a fucking sort of hatred now since he got booted off by Triple H. Or whether he's just that old, he doesn't know what's right and what's wrong anymore. But either way, just keep Vince as, as build a massive like box, keep him in it, lock it, and throw it in the Atlantic or something, and just keep him as far away from television as possible for the good of the business. Because you're not going to grow unless you get new faces, because the same product just grows boring and like stale after a while. As we saw primarily during lockdown, when a lot of people weren't really happy with the, the on-screen product and that was when AEW had this big rise and why? Because they brought in a lot of new guys. They changed things, which is what, like, in wrestling especially, change is always good. And if you just stick with what you've got for so long, it's going to run stale, it's going to run dry. Uh, you can tell I'm pretty fucking passionate about this because I do not want Vince anywhere near this company. Um, yeah. That's what I'd do if I ever bought it. But no, like, he should just be kept away from this. Carlito should come back. Brian Cage, fucking Jay White. I just hope, for the love of God, that this doesn't impact potentially signing MJF in January. That would, oh my God, I don't even want Yeah, again, this has me worried because all these signings that could shift the company forward. It's, kind of, it's ironic how the guy who's been anchoring this company for so many years he's now become the anchor he's been holding this yeah team back. that was a good line this team did i say team i meant well i meant team back but um he's holding his team back necessarily speaking with triple h and nikon and everybody else who's running and he's keeping them from being successful towards the company and it's not supposed to be like this it's not it's ironic how someone who loses it who's like jerry jones's age and jerry jones still, still somehow 
doing well with the Cowboys. I'm not saying well, but well enough to run a sports team. You can't run a company makes you think you're going to run a, like a sports franchise. Like the yeah. XFL again, right? Never, never happened again, right? And then Dwayne Johnson bought um, the rights to the XFL, right? I think he bought the majority part of it. Yeah. And that's not even the whole reason I'm pissed off at Vince. Did you hear about what he tried to do with LA Knight? What did he try to do with LA Knight? He wanted to make him a manager. Oh no, Which, I read that part. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, but like sort of, because he's good on the mic, don't get me wrong. But he wanted to keep the whole match debris gimmick. That was his idea. And you could see LA Knight in an interview, his quote, <clears throat> which I firmly agree with. And Triple H moved it back to LA Knight. And I think that is proof in itself why we shouldn't let Vince anywhere near this fucking company. You know, that's just my, right. That's just Max and uh, Maxine Dupree, how funny. Oh. To be fair though, Maxine Dupree, I'm not complaining at all that she's here. Oh. She would definitely get it. Yeah, with, with Otis. <laughs> and Chad J. Bowl or something, yeah. I don't know. Coach, Coach Gable. Yeah, teaching her how to wrestle now. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> this reminds me of a meme I saw earlier. They turned it into a meme. It was a match between Sheamus and Curtis Axel, I believe, uh, when Curtis Axel uh, was seen. It was like a Money in the Bank, I think. And he was it when he pins the ref? And when he pins the ref and Sheamus <laughs> one, pins him one, two, three. Oh, my God. Fucking amazing. <laughs> and then it's okay because he picked them afterwards, I think. So. Hmm. Okay, that was actually really funny. Yeah. Was, I showed I showed my father that you know the guy who screamed hmm. uh, out of, out of context something earlier, um, but yeah, but he uh, I showed him the video and he's just like absolutely like uh, he's he's dying and we're in the middle of waiting for a restaurant because it was my brother's birthday so you know that that at that point you know we were like so bored out of our minds so i just showed him a few videos and then the wrestling thing came up and i'm like oh yeah i remember this dad look at this start slapping his ass off oh man that was awesome that's the i think this is the, that's the, the only sport you could probably get away with doing that imagine in the middle of a ufc fight and you just see like the ref getting put in a rear naked choke <laughs> he's so like knocked out that he just all of a yeah. sudden punches the the, the ref <laughs> Well, no rules now. No disqualification <laughs> from outside. <Yeah>, come here. <laughs> uh, oh Talk about the most hilarious 20 minutes I've ever had. Um, <laughs> it's the most chaotic of mine. Uh, so, speaking of which, speaking of moving on and keeping this forward, we have to move forward to men's money in the bank with Ricochet. Shinsuke, Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, LA Knight, and Logan Paul, who inserted himself in last minute on Raw last week. So give me your thoughts on, first off, on Logan Paul inserting himself in the match, and who do you think the winner of this Money in the Bank match could be? Well, it, it's it, Logan Paul coming in has completely changed everything for me. Because before, my I had two favorites who were LA Knight, yeah, and Damian Priest. Now it's LA Knight, yeah, and Logan Paul. Like, we know how WWE like the whole last minute entrance things and then them going on to win. But they did that exact same thing last year with Austin Theory. And this is Logan Paul's match. Like he his style of wrestling suits this perfectly. Not to mention who he'll be in the match with. Ricochet, who practically created Logan Paul with the whole the, the, the spot in the Royal Rumble. Santos Escobar, similar style of wrestling. LA Knight, there's not really like a single sort of like big, you know, heavy hitter, like super heavyweight in this match, like there normally is. Right. So in theory, Logan should fit in this match like a glove, which I'm, I'm sort of happy about because I love Logan in the ring. Like he's probably the only celebrity in WWE history who can actually wrestle. Right. So him being in the match, obviously it does no harm to the match itself. You know, it's not like a, it's not a bad thing by any means. And I actually do think Neville Logan's going to win it. 
<laughs> I actually think Logan's going to win it now. Because I, for me, personally, Cody Rhodes should be in this match. He should be. Because he should be. Because I I just think that right now, as of right now, he's doing absolutely nothing to reignite his feud with Roman and going on about all that finish the story bullshit. Which he needs. Because right now he's just bouncing around from like pointless feud to pointless feud to meaningless grudge match. So he, he should have been in this match. Maybe even won it. Uh, but the fact that I, this is where the parallel comes in because the fact that he's not in this match actually makes it a bit more unpredictable. I'm still backing like I cannot decide at all between LA Knight and Logan Paul. But uh, that's just me. I mean, I think that the, the winner of this is probably going to, to challenge for Seth Rollins in the World Heavyweight Championship. Because none of these have like a feud with with Roman Reigns. Maybe Logan Paul, if he wins. So I think pro- probably if Logan wins, he could go after Roman after um, losing to him at Crown Jewel last year. Right. But besides that, I, I think that they will end up going for, for Seth just because he seems like the more beatable opponent at the moment. Uh, but yeah, that's just my... What, what are your thoughts on that? Um... I don't know, especially with, like you said, Logan Paul, because it changes the whole scheme of things because he added himself in last minute, and, you know, that's just Logan Paul. He's part-timing, which, again, is why my theory is he's probably not going to win, because just because he's part-time. Sometimes we overthink these things, and sometimes we think, oh, well, this maybe him adding himself in last minute. No, it, it may not be that way because he's a part-timer. He's not going to promote the Money in the Bank ladder uh, he's not, he didn't promote the Money in the Bank ladder match. He didn't. Pro, he didn't uh, have a qualifying match to show his credibility. Now he has inserted himself in the match as a part timer. So, and he's not going to roam around like Austin Theory or Seth Rollins before him with the Money in the Bank contract. He's not going to do that because he's going to be off screen for a few months. So that's why I think he's not going to win. I think he's just there for fan service. But, um, but. Like I said, I think they put solely put him here because Ricochet's in it. Um, I said this before we recorded. I think he should be in this match mainly because Ricochet. Because he and Ricochet are both high flyers and they both know and they both have that like they both know they're in and out they're in and out of the ring and you put ladders in between them, it's gonna be a good match. But, you know, just solely with those two. Now that you've add now that you add five other people into the mix, okay, now that you add five other people into the mix, it's going to be a shit show, obviously. It's Money in the Bank. It's one of the most exciting matches of the year. And Logan Paul probably will have that reenactment with Ricochet like he did at the Royal Rumble. And then probably distract everyone else. And LA Knight will probably win. That's what I'm thinking. LA Knight will, knowing him, he's like Austin Theory in these cases. He kind of capitalizes on their weaknesses, and he capitalizes when the opportunity comes to him. He does. He's patient. Look at how he beat Rey Mysterio last week. He beat him clean. Okay? He beat him clean. Yeah, he avoided the 619, and then he later on, he turned it into his finishing maneuver, which is... The Blood Force Trauma, which is one of the... Probably the best finishing moves ever. Yes, sir. It kind of reminds me of Dean Ambrose's finisher when he first came in. He had like yeah. the, the, what was it, the face slam? I forgot what the hell that was called. It's kind of like a glorified Russian leg sweep. Right. But like forward, obviously. Like a Russian yeah, because yeah, he changed it later on, didn't he? But the first, it yeah. was like, it was basically a skull crushing finale. And like yeah, a Russian leg sweep just sort of, yeah, it just went forward. Which I actually yeah, preferred to the... Yeah, I preferred that to what he changed it to in the end. Yeah, the, the Butterfly DDT, the 30 Ds. Mm. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> All the funny moments when Dean Abrams so much hit it out of context. It was like... Like, uh, my favorite one was when he uh, returned to Raw in 2018 and The Miz and Maurice lost to John Cena at WrestleMania 33. They came back in disguise to Raw as Nikki Bella and John Cena. Dean Ambrose plays along with it, obviously. He goes, oh, yeah, dude, I can't believe you guys beat uh, The Miz and Maurice. Those two are the worst. 
And then he says, no, I'm the Miz. This is Maurice. I'm not John Cena. Oh, well, in that case. Yeah. And that, 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 that reminds me a lot of the backstage segment with DX. And you had Shawn Michaels, who was pissed off. He turns to this guy, who would later become Ty Dillinger. Yes. And he goes, what's your name? Stan. I just kicked Stan. <laughs> Don't tell me to calm down. <laughs> and then he super kicks everybody in the, in the hallway. So, someone's having office papers. They go flying and the camera goes back to Triple H and he's just cracking. Yeah. Oh, my God. We need more of that now. We need more. Yeah, we need more of those moments. We need more of Curtis Axel pinning the referee in Seamus County for the one, two, three. That's Which is exactly this. That's exactly like um, I'm getting fucking sidetracked way too easily here. Yeah. But I was at a I was at a show on Friday night, and we had a rumble, and uh, the, the the fifth or sixth entrant was was Rory Coyle, who's a pretty big name in in like England, and he's known for being a bit of a nutter, and he carries like this this chair that he has duct tape on, and he spells stuff out on it. And so he, he carries the chair in. One of the refs goes up to him, goes, no, what are you doing? Can't take that in there. Fucking cracks the referee. <laughs> the timekeeper stands up, looks back, fucking cracks the timekeeper. <laughs> then the other referee looks back, fucking cracks the other referee. Somebody comes out and goes, hey, what are you doing, mate? You can't do it. Fucking cracks Amir Jordan. Fucking cracks Colossus. Fucking cracks Nathan Cruz. And he just does everything. And it's chaotic things like that that we just need so much now. We need stuff like that. We need a Dean Ambrose. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the best uh, one for that could be. Uh, I think the best one for that could be. I don't know what you think for that, actually. I, I, I think Butch would, would do a good job at that. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. It really breaks people's fingers. <laughs> well, yeah. It's that, and his just sort of like characteristics and like, you know, his sort of nice personality, but like his mannerisms and stuff are very similar to that of, of Dean Ambrose. Like, look at when everyone, like when Logan announced on Raw that he was joining the Money in the Bank ladder match, everyone came out, had their little bit on the mic, and then Butch just comes in and attacks everyone, which is a very <laughs> Dean Ambrose thing. That's a very Dean Ambrose thing. A la the start of the Intercontinental Championship ladder match at WrestleMania 31. Right. I remember that. I remember um, what the hell was um, his match with Brock Lesnar the year after. Had uh, <laughs> The guy had, he brought in a wagon. It was like, it had the Dean Ambrose logo on it. And he brought out the chainsaw, the bats and everything. The Yeah. Uh, the barbed wire bat from Mick Foley under the ring. I remember those? And he brought brought in the chainsaw. It sucked that he never used any of those in the actual match. I wonder why. I wonder why he didn't use a chainsaw in the match. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> He's killing Brock Lesnar. <laughs> he put up a JR in that. Oh God Almighty! <laughs> and now he's pinning. Brock Lesnar's head! We have to move on to the on-topic stuff, although we had our fun. We have to go to the Women's Money in the Bank match, which should be fun, too. We have Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, Bailey, Io Sky, Burt, and Trish Stratus, who just got in last week. And the way that she did it was kind of funny. The way that uh, her veteranosity paid off against Becky Lynch, who tried to interfere with her uh, Trish Stratus's match against Raquel Rodriguez. Becky Lynch uh, tried to attack Zoe Stark, you know, give her a piece of the man, you know, trying to show what the man is like, and then all of a sudden Trish gets involved, Becky Lynch, without thinking, by instinct, attacks Trish, disqualifying Raquel Rodriguez from the match, meaning she lost, and Trish Travis moves on. So, now that there are five, there are five members in this match, and that are in a rivalry or in a faction. Becky, Zoe, and Trish Stratus, all in one rivalry, and Io Sky and Bailey are in a faction. The only outlier here is Zelina Vega. Now, I don't know what you think about this, but I think because Zelina Vega is the outlier and the least distraction out of anybody and the smallest in the ring, I, do, I think she's going to win. What do you think? 
Well, my my three favourites would actually be would be Becky Lynch, Bailey, and Io Sky. Now, Bailey, because what I've heard is that the the winner of this is set to become the first woman to fail the cashing for the women's money in the bank briefcase. And in order for that, I think Io Sky needs a win like this just to sort of break free, you know, from from damage control. And for me, to be honest, both scenarios like this could see somebody screwed out of a win. Whether it be Becky by Zoe Stark or Trish Stratus, and then Io Sky by Bailey, which is would be sort of like a big turn. But it would be very, very harsh for for Io Sky to become the first female to fail a cash in. So that, I think that responsibility should probably go to someone a lot more experienced, like Bailey, who wouldn't be hurt by that. Right. Or if they, you know, if they proceed with Trish Stratus, maybe you have like. If you if you proceed with Stratus, you can get uh, because she's a veteran. She's already what is she already a Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. So uh, I think the best way to rub that off if someone's going to lose, might as well give it to Trish Stratus and then have Becky Lynch get involved and screw it up, or someone along the line to screw it up, or that may never happen. And Trish Stratus may they just may continue giving Trish Stratus this big push. And just give her like a, a, a women's championship. Who knows? Mm, well, I, yeah, I feel like this is more of like a, a storyline-based ladder match because the winner of this has to presumably go on and face either Rhea Ripley or Asuka. Both of them are extremely dominant champions, and to be honest, both of them are likely going to bury probably anyone who could like, realistically win this match because I don't see Zoe or Trish. Yeah. I don't see Zoe Stark or Trish Stratus winning this match because they will likely be focused on trying to screw Becky over. Right. I mean, especially if they challenge Rhea, because nobody, nobody from this match is beating Rhea Ripley. Uh, Bailey, again, can't see her being. I mean, she has been like the dominant figure, like the OG dominant figure in the modern era of of women's wrestling, besides Charlotte Flair. Yeah. Which is why that, that title's still up in the air. I don't know why Charlotte's doing all this shit, but still. Like, it, it's very unfortunate that the winner of this match has to go out and face either Asuka or Rhea Ripley should things stay as they are. And with the rumours that obviously the, this winner will, will fail the cash-in, I just can't, I can't really see it being anything other than like a, a glorified grudge match, basically. Maybe. I think, yeah, I, I, probably not. I don't know what's going to happen. That's the beauty of the Money in the Bank. Um, but if I'm going to be totally honest with you, my favorite to win is Selena Vega. I mean, come on, dude. Give LWO a shout out. The LWO has been doing nothing. Have her win it. Get LWO in the spotlight for once. You know, I don't care if Santos Escobar doesn't win it. But have Selena Vega win it. She has done nothing. She got released, I think, twice. And then now she re-signed, and now she had that incredible match with Rhea Ripley, even though she lost. Right? <clears throat> Might as well, you know, make something of it. Make something of it, please. And if you make her, if you make her Money in the Bank winner, which I won't tell them what to do, but if you make her Money in the Bank winner, please just do your best to book it and make her look good. Don't don't make it look like you have to make someone look good, even though that if they lose, like because. You're not losing. You're not going to win against Ray Ripley. I'm sorry. There's no way that in this modern day, in this modern era, you're going to be beating Ray Ripley. No way. No. Maybe Oscar. That all happens. That all has to happen if someone has beaten the living crap out of Oscar and she can't mm. live. Literally can't compete. Okay. And also a lot further down the line because Oscar's just won the title and taking it right. away from her Absolutely. anytime soon would be stupid. So it's a it's like a more seventy five percent chance that the Money in the Bank winner will be holding, at least for the women's, will be holding the briefcase for a long period of time, probably before mm. WrestleMania. So, which is good, yeah, because the last few have been either on the same night or on the Raw after, which is just, yeah. Yeah. or or just Austin Theory just completely getting beat the crap out of by Lesnar. Did you see? Yeah. Did you see? Did you see the uh, uh, video that WWE posted? Uh, I think it was a couple. Uh, I think it was maybe a, a day ago. I don't remember, or maybe it was today. I didn't check the day it was released, but it was new. But they had WWE superstars reunite with their briefcase. 
like The Miz from 2010. They had his old 2010 briefcase and gave it to him. Got hmm. the thing. God damn, that thing was beat up. Seth Rollins is too. He's like, what the? Why is mine all dented? And then they showed all the video footage of him hitting everyone in the face with the briefcase. Yeah. Breaking pinfalls with a briefcase. Uh, that was awesome. Seth Rollins with a briefcase was just a menace. Oh, look back but as the chicken shit heel, and then, you know, adding the briefcase into it, that was just phenomenal. That was a great way to have Rollins win his first championship. Uh, so moving on to the match that we don't know if we're going to get or not. Is it going to be a SummerSlam match or is it going to be a Money in the Bank match? Hasn't been confirmed yet. Oscar versus Charlotte. Charlotte returned when Oscar revealed the new women's championship for SmackDown. So what are, you, what are your thoughts? I would probably bank on it being a SummerSlam match because Charlotte doesn't settle for anything other than Big Four. Um, it's just who Charlotte is. Uh, I do think that, that that's actually going to be a pretty good match because as much as I like to talk shit about Charlotte just sniffing at a chance and get being giving a title match out of thin fucking air, she is probably up there. And I think arguably she could be the, the best in-ring performing woman on the roster. She's so good. Like her wrestling ability is second to none. So putting her with Asuka, that smells like a five-star match. Mm-hmm. I, I say that about a lot of things, to be honest. But honestly, it, 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 it's, it's, that's a five-star match. You're right. Absolutely. So I think they would be right to save it for uh, a match or a pay-per-view like SummerSlam. Sorry. I don't know. It, it almost feels a little bit too big for. Money in the Bank, but then again, we already have so many good matches announced for Money in the Bank, right. and so many like heavily story orientated matches that fill the card quite nicely. So it wouldn't surprise me if they do wait to, to hold this off until until SummerSlam. Yeah, right. and uh, I don't know, Charlotte. Charlotte's just Charlotte is just unbelievable. Uh, she's annoying, very annoying. Yeah. Uh, because she gets a chance after chance. She is the Roman Reigns of the women's division. Early in Roman Reigns' you know, six-year stretch. And he was just given everything in the blue moon, you know? Um, but I think I think if Charlotte, if they were smart, I'd say even though that Asuka has won the championship, I know people are going to hate me for this, have Asuka lose at SummerSlam. That way... That way, that way, Selena Vega can cash in on Charlotte Flair and give her some credibility as well. That way, you have a triple threat match between Charlotte, Selena Vega, and Oscar, and then you can put have give Oscar back the championship. I don't care, but just if you were going to capitalize on anything, it has to. Who's who else is going to beat Oscar in this day and age? Think of it. Charlotte. Charlotte's the only person that can really beat Oscar in this point. I'd back Bailey to be honest. I'd, I'd back someone like Bailey to, to beat Oscar. Maybe Bailey, but either way, it's gonna have to. You don't want Oscar to lose. Maybe, maybe you don't want Oscar to lose. Maybe you just have Selena Vega, or maybe the winner of the Money in Bank ladder match, whoever it may be, enter it in in the middle of the match, like Seth Rollins did, do a triple threat match. No one has done that. No one else has done that since Seth Rollins. No one else. So if you think of it this way, okay, a triple threat match means that Asuka doesn't have to get pinned to lose. She pinned Charlotte, okay? They're already beating the crap out of each other. Think of it that way. The most brilliant decision. Maybe Seth Rollins gives Selena Vega some advice, okay? Like in the locker room on a backstage segment before SummerSlam. You know, pick the opportunity. Yeah, but would, would, that not ruin, would that not ruin the surprise of a cash-in, though? Right, but Seth Rollins said that, and he also said that too when he originally cashed in. He's like, "What? What happens if I wait when you and Brock Lesnar have beaten the little crap out of each other, and I come in and sneak it from under you?" That sort of takes me on to what I was going to say about the, the, the main event: Roman and Solo versus the Usos. Right. Solo, like, uh, it could be like start some like major dissension between between Roman and Solo. And Solo could potentially choose to leave Roman and then side with his older brothers, Jimmy and Jay, who he won with as a, a six-man tag at Backlash. Or 
he could end up going on his own warpath, you know, living up to his name and, and going yeah. solo. That's what I'm um, thinking. Go the Umaga route. Exactly. And Solo is, yeah, and Solo is always the one that is pinned in these matches as an obvious attempt to protect Roman. So it could prove enough to, to frustrate Solo enough to the point where he thinks, right, that's it. That's enough. And then parts ways with the, the tribal chief. We got, uh, we got two more matches ahead of us. The Unified Tag Team Championships. Do you think they regain their Tag Team Championships? Because they lost it because I think Liv was injured, right? Yeah. So, so it's a, it's a, it's a storyline as old as time, isn't it? The whole give me back the championships that we never lost. But I cannot see how they beat Raquel, not Raquel. I can't see how they beat Ronda and Shayna Baszler. Like, there's no way because they, those two just need to desperately cling up to something that makes them look dominant. Because without those championships, they, they'd be nothing. They'd be nothing before they won them. When they won them, it was like, okay, yeah, fair enough. And then, but just after that, it's just it's just nothing. Like if they lose the championships, that that's it for them, I think. Because right. unless you stick Ronda back on her old, you know, baddest woman on the planet, you know, going solo, tearing every woman up on the roster gimmick, there's just nothing there for them. So I feel like it's not so much as like, I want them to win. I feel like they just need to win, just to right. like maintain their image as the dominant tag team and dominant females that that they are. To be honest, but they're not getting pushed that way as such, so they, I feel like they just need the titles as a way to, to show that. Right. And I think I think that with, um, and I, I don't know because I love Liv Morgan. She's one of my favorite female wrestlers. Um, she, I've always loved Liv Morgan, even though she was in uh, the Riot Squad ever since then. she I knew she had potential. But the thing is, we need to see Raquel Rodriguez get a push. We need to see Raquel Rodriguez. You saw the face off that she had with Freya Ripley. If you give her the, if you book it right, if you book this right, Raquel Rodriguez can actually become a future. Well, he, she, her potential is to be future women's champion. But have her thrown Rhea Ripley. What happens if you see during the women's Royal Rumble and then you see Raquel Rodriguez coming in at thirty or like the late numbers and win the Royal Rumble match? Rhea Ripley's not going to be losing the title anytime soon. So you have. Ray Ripley become uh, champion, stay champion, all the way throughout WrestleMania, going into next WrestleMania. And then you have a match between her and Raquel Rodriguez. You build that up. You can build that up. Because Raquel Rodriguez has already said, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your ass. Whether you like it or not. She's the only person that's ever really stood up to Ray Ripley like that. I can see... When I looked at that on Raw last week, I saw potential. I saw book it in my eyes. Okay? <laughs> book it! So, okay? I'm excited for that. Okay? That literally established Raquel Rodriguez as the pure underdog, even though she's pretty much the same size as Rhea. Okay? She's pretty much the same... Not not the same physique. Rhea Ripley's like China in that effort, but... With Raquel, she's just as strong as Rhea. They're the same size. Okay? That is an equal WrestleMania match. That is as equal yeah. as it can get. If you just give Raquel Rodriguez a few wins here and there, and then build her up more, she'll be great. And then, you know, because she didn't make the money in the Bank Ladder match, although I wanted her in there. But then I realized, oh yeah, probably Liv Morgan's going to come back soon. They're probably going to have a tag team for a while. Which... I think you're right. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler will win. There's no way that they should not win. So, um, with with Ronda and Shayna as a tag team, similarities mix. Both UFC fighters for MMA, right? Both from that background, and both uh, Shayna Baszler. She she is as she is a striker. Okay, she yeah. is Shinsuke Nakamura tier striker. Same thing with Ronda, but she's more of a, uh, she's kind of, she's not as fluent as Shayna Baszler is. She's very, she she's shown rust throughout the ring. She only has like two or three moves, but she's so overpowered by the company that she's able to be on Shayna Baszler's level. Yeah. If she wasn't backed up by WWE, she'd be literally a, oh, if I were to say this, she, if I were to find the perfect analogy, she would be a Michelle McCool right about now. 
okay? Mm-hmm. She, 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 she could be, she's a women's champion tier. She only has a few, few, few moves to show it. She's Brock Lesnar of the women's division. Okay, so, um, well, we can, uh, we, we have to, due to time constraints, we have to move up to, uh, towards Bloodline the Usos, the Bloodline Civil War, the main event. So, this is our first ever segment to wrap up the show. We're going to call it, it's a tentative name, but Jake and Ollie booking. We have three rules, okay? Three. Rule number one, to be recent booking. Rule number two, we will agree on what we discussed on beforehand, which was what the bloodline is. Well, we will usually pick a segment throughout, like, uh, the Cody Rhodes versus Dominic match. We'll pick out any anything out of a hat. We'll do that beforehand, before we record and we'll, we'll figure out what we want to do. Right now, it's Bloodline Civil War. And rule number three. No former or rumored WWE superstars involved, even though we don't need that, really. So, that includes, also, that includes family members like Rikishi, or what's their name, Afasika. Anything, anything of, anything that they, you can have them in a promo. That's the exempt. Okay, exempt. That's exempt from the conscription, but they just can't get involved in the match. That's it. Because <laughs> you need that to book a match. You need that to promote a match. So there you go. Those are the three rules. Okay. So, Ollie, you can go right ahead. Now, I'm going on a bit of a, because like the last time we did this, I'm going on an absolutely fucking mental tangent with this. So, we're at Money in the Bank. It's the main event. It's Roman and Solo versus the Usos. Solo absolutely eats the pin. And then Roman basically just goes crazy on him. Like, what are you doing? You're disrespecting me. You're putting a bad name on the tribal chief. And he looks up and goes, well, tribal chief, huh? I'll show you who's the tribal chief. And then he just breaks on a fucking absolute rampage. Goes up, spikes Roman Reigns. Goes over to AEW, spikes MJF. Goes over to TNA, spikes Joe Hendry. Comes over to New Japan, spikes Will Ospreay. Comes over to NGW, spikes Sam Bailey. Has all these championships now. Returns to WWE. He's dripping in gold. And he's like, you what, bitch? Who's the tribal chief now? And then we end up with, like, very similar to a custody of Dominic Ladder match. Except it's the custody of the tribal chief. It's like a tribal chief on a pole match. <laughs> Strapped on a pole match. <laughs> <laughs> just goes around taking all these championships. You just coming back, flopping his cock on the table, going, "Where are you?" <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Uh, uh, that reminds me. You said strap on a pole match. I'm thinking of. Uh, that John Cena prank call. Shoot the ladders match. Shoot the ladders make out match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, please. The Undertaker. <laughs> um, let's, all right, so now I got to say my piece. So. It's more of the serious end, but I'll add a little funny part, maybe. And so, knowing Solo, okay, Solo, you've, if you've seen him in the in NXT, okay, he can, he's up with Roman Reigns when he talks. The guy can talk. So if you can have Solo, a man of very few words, have a, well, I would say, I would start with Money in the Bank first before we get to that point. Money in the Bank, the Usos have, uh, the Usos somehow beat, I think, I don't think they're going to beat the Travel Chief, actually. I don't think they're going to win, okay? But I think what Solo's going to do, he's going to go, with the with the Samoan Spike, grabs Jay. It's always going to be Jay, okay? It's always going to be Jay, okay? Who's going to eat it up. But he has the thumb ready for the Spike, and then Roman tags himself in. Roman tags himself in, and then Solo gives him the look. It's like, I'm about to beat your ass. Okay? Yeah. Beat your ass. He's so frustrated. His eyes are popping out of his head. He's so upset. 
Roman Reigns spears Jey Uso. One, two, three. And I think I think what happens is Solo is upset. Roman, Roman, and Solo start having a stare off, and we don't see more of that for another couple of weeks. You know, they're still in, I guess, on good quote-unquote terms for like a couple weeks. Jay and Jimmy try and get into their heads more, right? Sami Zayn and and Kevin Owens. I like I like what Kevin Owens is doing, by the way, with Kevin Owens's anger issues. Yeah, that's funny. I think you have an anger problem. What? <laughs> <laughs> What in, what in the Dr. Shelby is this? Okay, what in the Dr. Shelby is this? <laughs> <Hug> it out! <laughs> oh my god. But no, um, but if I were to say that, okay, Kevin Owens is going to be like, um, Solo, I, I, I know you're better than the Tribal Chief, and I know it! Stop being his bitch! And something like that, because that's how Kevin Owens is. He's, he's very energetic when it comes to his promos and trying to hype up the crap and, and light a fire on the people. So... With Solo, you have him, uh, you know, he's next Roman Reigns, but Roman Reigns speaks for him because, again, he's the silent enforcer. He is a man of very few words. Roman speaks for him or Paul Heyman, and then, you know, he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, Paul Heyman, and all that, and, you know, he has that look, but he still has his shoulders crossed and staring at his opponents, but then when they talk about Solo for Solo, he's like, we put words in my mouth Give him that attitude. But then, then they go to the SummerSlam. I think Roman may not. I, I don't know if he's going to have a match for SummerSlam. If I, if it's any way, put Solo in it. Okay? And plus, the gap between the first and when is the week of SummerSlam? SummerSlam isn't until, what, the week of? Uh, the, yes, yeah, the first, it's the week it's the week of the beginning of August. Hmm. So, if I were to, August 5th, by the way. Get your tickets now. Um, August 5th for SummerSlam. And you have a month. You have a month. You have maybe five weeks to promote this. Okay? Start doing it on Money in the Bank. And then start doing it at maybe over the, over the course of SmackDown. Have the Usos do it when Roman's not there. Solo has a few matches. Whatever. Then Roman Reigns comes in and speaks for him. Then he gets on his nerves over the past couple of weeks. And Solo finally says, I has a promo with Roman. And they finally go off on each other. Right? He's like, I don't like it when you're doing this for me. And then Roman is like, well, he says something that shouldn't have been said. Probably slips. He probably says, oh, I'm sorry. It slipped out of my mouth. I didn't mean to say it like that. And then Solo's like, yeah, you meant it like that. And then he gets really, really mad. And then somewhere some over the time, they have a challenge. And then he's like, I'm challenging you. If you think you're much better than me, I'm challenging you for a match for the Universal Championship at SummerSlam. Could be the week before. Who cares? As long It's a slow buildup, which is good. You have that yeah. buildup. Completely worth it as long as you have the match. Solo loses, obviously. Roman Reigns does exactly what Solo did to Jey Uso when, in 2020, when Jey Uso was champ was a champ was a uh, championship contender. Okay, when he was contending for Roman Reigns' Universal Championship, he gives Solo the beatdown. All of a sudden, the Usos have the flag in their in their hand, and outcome. And then all of a sudden, Solo says. Josh, John, don't, that's their real names, by the way. Don't throw it. They're like, we have to, we have to. And then he's like, don't do it. And then Roman does the same thing. And then Jay, instead of Jimmy, throws the white flag. And then all, and then they have the couple of months where they're trying to get him back, you know, thinking that, oh yeah, you've been doubting me. You, that's why you threw the white flag. No, we love you. We were doing this for, to protect you. We've been warning you about this for years. Something like that. Okay? You do that. And then, probably by Survivor Series. Okay? You have a match between Roman and someone else. Could be Gunther. Right? Because if it's going to be Cody versus Roman at WrestleMania, by that logic, you're going to need to be... You're going to need to have Roman versus Gunther, right? 
Gunther, we don't need him to pin Roman Reigns, which we know that he's capable of, but he can get disqualified. Jey Uso can, uh, the Usos start going after Roman, Solo has the decision to make, and all of a sudden he spikes Roman Reigns. Boom. There you go. Now the bloodline is fully done. Paul Heyman is the only, it's the wise man of Roman Reigns. Okay? That's it. And then Roman Reigns eventually loses Paul Heyman. Then he loses Cody Rhodes one-on-one to the Universal Championship. That is how I book that throughout the year. You have someone else in the Royal Rumble could contend for the World Heavyweight Championship because most likely you're going to have Cody winning in any anyway. You're not going to have him win the Royal Rumble again. Hopefully not again. Um, but we'll see when that comes down to it. But again, my prediction will stay as that should be. Okay, they're going to spread that out as far as possible because Roman's not losing until Mania. You might as well have him have Paul Heyman, okay, interfere with the matches, you know? Like distract the referee like he does sometimes. With Brock, hmm. like he did with Brock yeah, a West. funny little thought, sorry, just a funny little yeah. thought that, that, that popped into my head before. As part of the whole solo turn, I'd love to see Paul Heyman eat a spike. I'd love that. Yeah. As, as long as Paul Heyman gets spiked, I'm happy. <laughs> it's gonna be like yes. he's gonna do that to Roman, and then Paul Heyman had, uh, you know, he like hits him with the chair. We, he just does a signature. No, 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 and it just gets <laughs> fucking cut. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That would be fucking amazing. That's like the scene from Grown Ups. It's like uh, Grown Ups with Shaq and Peter Dante. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, what's his name? It's Shaq and his, love, his younger brother, smaller brother. He's like, I had that. I know you did, brother. Get out of here. Don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can have those quotes all the time. Me and my father list those quotes all the time. Um, and we're about to wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for watching our first booking segment. Before we go, I'd like to shout out to some of our sponsors. Liquid IV. Athletes such as Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles and Gunter all put on a show for us to enjoy. That means they need a hydrate. So it's 25% off. Use the code word the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast at liquidiv.com. SummerSlam is coming faster than you think. So go on to stubhub.com to get your tickets now. The location is at Ford Field, the home of the sad Detroit Lions in Detroit, Michigan. Do you want to watch Raw and SmackDown but don't have cable? Just sign up for Fubo TV. Not only WWE, USA Network, or Fox, but UFC, MMA, MLB, NBA, NFL, and more. Sign up for a free trial and get your sports fixed today. Sports Memorabilia is a one-stop shop to get all of your authentic sporting merchandise. For jerseys, hats, shoes, or anything you want and need, go to sportsmemorabilia.com. And second... I just had coffee before. That's why I'm very energetic and very talkative today. But I use Coffee Bros. You need to drink coffee and feel like a bro. So go get your coffee at Coffee Bros Bro. And that is it for episode two of our episode for the Fight Pit and WWE specifically. Thank you so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed. It's Jake here from the Fight Pit. This is Ollie. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Peace.